1: Hey there, welcome to this edition of The Shaleen Show, recorded from Brett's car. Say hey. What's up, people? Welcome to The Shaleen Show. Shaleen is a New York Times best-selling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. So Brett's here with me, he's driving, we're on our way to dinner, and I want to take this opportunity to introduce today's show. And I thought I was appropriate to do it from the car because the reason why I call Fridays Car Smart has a lot to do with what you're about to hear. I know I've mentioned this before but when I graduated from college there's just so many things about getting things done and how to prioritize my time and how to stay focused and how to be organized and just the processes like we don't learn those often from our parents and we certainly don't learn those things in school and so most of us learn it through trial and error. I was lucky enough to be so bad at this and frustrated that I stumbled upon someone who to this day I give total credit for and if you're a lifer you know who I'm talking about. It's Brian Tracy. He's the very first, my very first introduction to personal development was Brian Tracy now yes my dad had me read how to win friends and influence people by Dale Carnegie when I was like in fourth grade but Brian Tracy is like that dude I used to drive around in my car and listen to him on cassette until I was so brainwashed by his messages that it became the way I thought in Brian if that makes sense like you know how they say once you learn a second language you know you've really learned that language when you're thinking in that language I would think in terms of Brian and I would share you know what I learned with other people so much so that eventually I was like huh did I come up with that (laughs) was that Brian Tracy's and I just I love him so much don't I oh yes (laughs) yes I I remember I'm loyal yeah and I remember the first time that you were so excited when you had dinner over at his house and you came home and woke me up because it was a you know private type of thing and you're so excited and giddy and I was half asleep and I didn't really want to hear it that night but yeah I woke I remember I woke you up I'm like oh my god oh my god oh my god I just have to tell you about the most amazing night I just had with Brian Tracy and his wife and he goes okay uh how about tomorrow (laughs) no you didn't say how about tomorrow you go uh okay is this gonna take long (laughs) I'm like all right never mind I wanted (laughs) to give you your proper you know Proper attention. I know. In, in, in the middle of sleep is you like, to do, the best you, you, time. you like to do a lot of things when I'm like sleeping. You like you're to move right. my sleep number bad around. Back to the podcast. Back to the podcast. So you're about to hear an interview that I had the opportunity to get last year with Brian Tracy. I started learning from him over 20 years ago. I am loyal to him because he's my first, and he still has. Like you're going to hear this interview with him. He's 74 years old, I believe and Sharp is a freaking tack and his just spending the afternoon with him like I cried on the way home I cried on the way there I cried out of gratitude I cried because he touches my heart and he has guided my career some of my ethical decisions and he's just so generous with what he teaches and this particular little chunk of the interview is about family and doing right by your kids and your partner and just like how to make the right decisions in terms of, you know, from an ethical standpoint or from an integrity standpoint, when ego sometimes can be a very powerful, luring disaster. So you're gonna hear this little snippet, but I wanna encourage you, like if you love this, which I know you will, I want you to listen to Build Your Tribe. I posted up an episode this week on Build Your Tribe, a longer version of this, that goes into a lot more depth with Brian Tracy and I think you're going to love it. So, as soon as you finish listening to this, please head on over to Build Your Tribe and listen to that follow-up episode with Brian Tracy because I've had like I've just been blown away by the response to that episode. All right, here we go. Okay. It's also an opportunity for me to say thank you. It really is. You know, I started driving around in my beat-up Jeep when I was in my 20s and yeah. I went to a seminar, not to hear you speak, but to hear someone else speak. Right. <laughs> but you were the first speaker I heard that day. And after you spoke, there was supposed to be like a bunch of speakers. It was at the Anaheim Convention Center at the yes, time. Right. Donald Trump was one Donald of the speakers. Trump was
0: there,
1: huh? um, Tony Robbins. But I heard you speak and I left. Because <laughs> I was like meant to hear this message. And I went out into the lobby and I bought... A set of your cassettes yes. and I put it on a credit card didn't have the money to do it and I listened to them on repeat over and over and over because that was one of the first things you talked about was repetition and yes. learning I listened to them so much that i started to feel like the way I was thinking your voice and at a time I was a five-figure earner and I'm happy to say today I'm an eight-figure earner oh that's wonderful it really is yes, and is. I've had lots of people who have studied you know experts yes. but few have your integrity all the way through top to bottom none have your integrity well thank you yeah
0: i practice what i preach and uh people always say and i'm always happy to hear it i am on the outside the way i appear to be or i'm on the inside the way i appear to be yeah. So that's a great conflict
1: it's so much easier to be that way isn't it yeah i think so few people are that they in fact and it's tiresome it's much more difficult much more challenging to be something on the outside that you aren't on the inside. So I wanted to start with just asking a couple of, maybe they're more personal questions, but the first one is, will you ever retire? <laughs>
0: Probably not. If you're doing what you love and you're doing it well and you're getting positive accolades, why would you ever retire? Yeah, I've been asked that question many times. On my trips, I'm asked this question and I call it the Pavarotti factor, is why would Pavarotti retire when he has got the most beautiful mm-hmm. voice or had the most beautiful voice in the world. He could fill stadiums with tens of thousands of people and bring such pleasure to people. Mm-hmm. But I've been to see him only once mm. and never forget for the rest of your life. So if you're really good at what you do, why to stop doing it? Do you want to do more of it, different for more different people that you never want to stop?
1: You said if you can give that gift to other people, how much of it is a gift to you to do what you do?
0: Well, it's probably a gift to me. I probably benefit the most. I really enjoy it. It makes me happy. And my sons and daughter come with me on my trips now, on different trips. My daughter, Christina, is coming with me to Korea for three days and then to China for four days on Sunday. Wow! And my sons have done the same thing. So they come along and they get to watch. And they say, geez, Dad, when you speak, the audience gives you energy. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, you just have the tremendous energy, and the energy goes back and forth. Yeah. Very much like you do. You and I are yeah. edutainers.
1: Yeah, yes. <laughs> that's I mean, so we, true. We educate and uh. entertain,
0: and we enjoy it. I mean, there's, yeah. there's music in it.
1: Speaking of your daughter, Christina, yes. the two of you wrote a book together. Yes. I know you love doing that. What was the hardest part about working with your daughter, or working with your kids?
0: Well, I've raised my children to be very self-reliant, so mm-hmm. they have their own ideas. And... So they say I want to do this or do this or change that or change this. And I have written 82 books now. And, and they've written they've written part of one.
1: <laughs>
0: so I Snap. Have, Yeah, so I have to I have to talk to them and what I do is I get the final rewrite of the okay. book. And then I just clean it all up and go through my children's parts yeah. and clean them up, edit them the way an editor would do and then send it to the publisher and So my kids see the final book when it's published. (laughs) I
1: love it. As it should be. That's how it should be. What is your favorite part about being married?
0: Oh, well, I was trying to explain that to my son. We should keep it PG. My my 30-year-old son, I think we were watching some situation where there was a great argument between married people and so on. I said, you know, from the time I married your mother to now, it's always been... Pleasant. She's always been positive, optimistic. She's always been great, and she gets better and better year after year. So, the best part of being married is you know, if you're married well, you're married to your best friend. Mm. When you meet that person, you've met your best friend. Mm. And from then on, this is the person that you want to communicate with. So, Barbara and I just came back from a week in South America where I was speaking for three days in Sao Paulo to a theater full of people. And so, we travel long distances. We spend Dozens and dozens of hours together, and it's always positive. It's always pleasant. It's always a joy. I look forward to getting home. People say, "Do you do you you tour? Do you go travel around and see the sights when you go speaking?" I said, "No. When I speak, I speak, and then Mm. I go home." Yeah. (laughs) Where's your favorite place? It's at home.
1: Yeah, (laughs) with my wife. (laughs) I get that.
0: So I'm very, very blessed. Yeah. Very, very very fortunate.
1: I think for a lot of. People who are in the public eye, right? You know, so you go into a crowd and people are pulling on you and they're like, Brian, you're amazing and you hear these things and you know it's a lot of ego that you feel like it's a lot of affirmation and you're a type A and you're, you know, front and center and I think oftentimes we end up marrying someone who balances that in us. Yes, that's true. But how do you or how would you recommend somebody remember how to honor their partner if, you know, you're the front man, if you will, and your partner is maybe, has to contend with everybody wanting a piece of you, or giving you so much praise.
0: Well, when Barbara and I got married, it was before I began speaking, so we never had any idea. I was developing real estate at that time. Mm -hmm. So we never had any idea that I would be a speaker, much less a successful speaker, much less a successful speaker worldwide. But at the very beginning, when we had our first child, before I began speaking, I told her that you have 51% of the control over everything that affects our family. So you have 51% of the vote. I said, I will vote my 49% very strongly, but you have 51%. Hmm. So when push comes to shove, you make the decision and I will always support you. A second thing I've always told her and I was telling my son David the same thing, is that you're the most important person in our family. Is uh, you're on the inside. And what's on the inside with you, the family, the children, far more important than what I do. What I do comes and goes, but what you do is permanent mm. and lasts forever. So I've always, from the bottom of my heart, told her and taught her that she is really valuable and important to me and to everybody. So she doesn't have any ego problems with people coming up and mm-hmm, wanting mm-hmm. pictures and things like that. She just sits quietly in the back and smiles.
1: Yeah. I think that's important.
0: And also it never goes to my head. I I always tell people, sort of lion. I say, never forget where you came from. Is most of us who are successful came from humble beginnings. And we had very limited times in our lives. And then we somehow became successful. A combination of the times and talents and abilities and hard, hard work. Mm -hmm. And now we're successful. And people take selfies and pictures and everything (laughs) else. I said, don't forget where you came from. Because I meet all kinds of people who forget where they came from and they start to act like jerks.
1: Yeah. Do you think that people forget where they've come from or do you think, this is my own take on it, that those individuals are usually not confident in their own belief that they should be there?
0: That's true. If you have high self-esteem, if you like yourself and respect yourself, mm-hmm. then it doesn't go to your head.
1: Yeah, you're right. just
0: You're just really flattered by it you think, yeah. wow, this is great. So a 9 out of 10 talks I give, uh, I get standing ovations, wow. sometimes long standing ovations. And for me, I'm just awed by it because I don't forget where I came from. Yeah. I'm very uh, gracious and I always take time to sign books and take photographs and everything else. And I meet people who have it go to their head. So I write this, read this wonderful line some years ago. It said, success does not change you. It just makes you more of what you already are. Mm,
1: that's and the truth.
0: Yeah, so if you are, are a jerk and you become very <laughs> successful, you'll be more of a jerk.
1: A <laughs> rich jerk. Yeah, you'll be a
0: rich jerk. And it, but if you're a nice person and you become successful, you'll just be a nicer person. Yeah. And I like that. I and do whether, whether or not it's true, I choose to make it true.
1: Yeah. You know, your kids, I've always listened and looked for, searched for any message you have about family and kids. because yeah. That to me is the one thing that I think separates you from so many other thought leaders and people who've come before and after you. I think very few of them speak about their families and how to honor their wife and their kids and yes. things. And to me, like that's the one piece that just holds my heart. And I always say to everyone, you know, my staff is here. They'll tell you. I, in almost every speech, I give you credit at some point because uh, you were so thoughtful to always talk about success in terms of not just your business but relationships. Right. And I remember you saying how important it was to just just eat with your family and oh, yes. and to make sure your kids are self sufficient, like yeah. just so they can take care of themselves. And that really has been important advice for me. I still struggle with the fear that my kids will have this. Self-imposed belief That they have to outdo me Right Do you ever have that?
0: I know my kids have that And so I never By word or deed Suggest it mm. So they can be saying Well And my son Michael Now wants to become a speaker David uh, The younger son Decided to be a speaker And then not But whatever they decide to do I always say You know You're always free To change your mind mm. It's a family motto That we have And we joke about it and we laugh about it <laughs> Whatever you decide to do If it doesn't work out you can always change your mind Mm. so they know that there's never any judgment yeah that nobody's ever going to think badly of them because they tried something and it didn't work try something else try Ah. something else do what you enjoy struggle to become as good as you can at it if it doesn't work do something else so they don't have any feeling of
1: guilt Yeah. yeah that's awesome is there a season or a time in your life that if you could pick that season, you would go back and just make it go slower.
0: No. My wife and I, Barbara and I talk about this, is we live life caught up. Mm. So we, we don't have regrets. I think it's one what of the What does that
1: mean, caught up?
0: Well, that means we don't say, Jesus, if only we had done this, if only mm. we had done that, or I wish we had started this or done something. No, we don't have any regrets. We simply keep moving forward and live every day the very best that we possibly can, and no regrets. And it's the same thing with our children. Many, many years ago, I read a wonderful article from a one of the best writers in America at that time. And he was talking to a lifelong psychiatrist. And he said, almost every patient who ever came to him for long-term psychotherapy started off with the words, if only, mm. and that would lead to six months or six years of psychotherapy. And so I resolved, and this is twenty, twenty five years ago, no if only's. Mm. <laughs> no yeah. regrets.
1: Yeah.
0: And and when I, I speak to people occasionally I just throw it in, I say, you know, what do you regret most in life? And it's quite amazing how many people have a lot. Yeah. And it hangs over them. They think of, Jeez, I wish I had done this. I wish I'd started doing this earlier. I wish i had not done that or something. And so I say, look, you can't change the past. You can only learn from it.
1: How much of people's fear of just starting? Because I know that's yes. you know a message that I took to heart. Like just start before you think you're ready, right? But how much of that paralysis that people feel do you think they can almost tie back to like early messaging from their parents? Like you're not good enough, it's not.
0: Yes, early messaging from their parents. Sometimes, unfortunately, it's bad messaging from the person they're with right now.
1: Mm. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It tells you, you know, you're, you're silly to try that. You're too old, you don't have the talent, you don't have the skill. So I'm always repeating the message, as you are. Is that you can do anything you put your mind to. You can learn any skill that you need to learn. There are really no limits at all, except the limits you place on yourself. Yeah. And I have beaten that drum for, for forty years. Yes. And people. Oh. <laughs> and it, it is a great thought um, that the fact is that you have unlimited potential that goes on all your life, yeah. as opposed to at a certain stage, you know, you've done the best you can.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know? I just got a message yesterday on Facebook. A gentleman said, "I'm fifty years old." What advice do you have for me to starting something new? And I first thought, well, just start, but yes. but you can already hear his, yeah. you know, limiting beliefs because he gave me his age. What does that matter? Yeah, that's right. You know? I hope you loved spending that little bit of time with Brian Tracy as much as I knew you would. Because you're a lifer, I know that you are going to love the rest of this message my time spent with Brian Tracy. So please, right now, if you look below this episode in the description, in the show notes, you'll see, like right now, don't even turn off your phone. Just turn it on like you know tap it or whatever so it comes alive and then look at the show notes that are right underneath this podcast episode and you're gonna see there's a link in there that will take you right to the build your tribe episode with Brian Tracy and it's so good and I think you're gonna love it so do that now all right I love you talk to you soon you're the bomb bye this episode has been brought to you by the smart life push journal if you're the type of individual who loves to make lists Keep yourself on task, get organized, and there just don't seem to be enough hours in the day. This is a convenient, lightweight, simple-to-use 30-day system. This is not just a day planner. And learn how you can get your health, fitness, life, and goals organized and develop the laser focus you need to have the life that you deserve. Check it out. Go to smartlifepushjournal.com.